0: From the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Welcome back to the Hackberry House, a daily podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted Church of North Korea. My name is Bob, and this is podcast number 199. It's June 27, 2015. Today, more facts from the Crossing Borders organization, their annual report. Crossing Borders is in Glenview, Illinois. I do not represent them in any way. I have uh, become associated with them and just reading through their book, realizing here some facts that God's people need to know. Um. Let me go back to their annual report. As I said, we're looking at facts and figures about this country. For example, the corruption that's in North Korea. Now, every every nation has corruption. Um, I notice in the they've given a list of some of the countries that are in uh, anywhere from good to very bad shape. Denmark is ranked number one in the world as far as corruption in the country, in the government, whatever. Canada is number 10. I don't know. What, they don't have United States on here, I, I imagine. I hope it's in the top 10 somewhere. But at the bottom of the list, there are two countries that stand out. There's, I mean, they're at the very bottom. Now, their score is 8 out of 100, where at Denmark is like 92 out of 100. Their rank, both of them, is 175 out of the 175 nations that they covered. North Korea and Somalia. We're talking about North Korea, one of the most corrupt countries in the world. The Daily NK reports that Kim Jong-un spent $644 million in luxury goods in 2013. North Korea recently requested about that amount of money for food. Now, take away the luxuries and just spend that money where it belongs, Mr. Un. It's estimated that he has about $5 billion in secret foreign accounts. Very rich man. In one sense, this nation could be a very wealthy nation. At least it could get by without begging from others if it were uh, spending its money appropriately. Let's talk about refugees. The number of North Korean defectors entering the South, that is South Korea, has increased threefold since the 1990s. Female detectors actually make up defectors, excuse me, actually make up more than 70% of those that are coming out since 2006. Women work in the market areas, so they are the breadwinners of the family. They're affected immediately by financial hardships. That's why... They head to China or Korea, South Korea, for financial reasons. Um, now let's look at China while we're looking. at You can't look at North Korea without looking at China. In 2012, Radio Free Asia estimated that there's about 200,000 North Korean refugees in China today. Now, China has a zero tolerance policy. North Koreans are given no rights in China. In fact, it's legal. I'm just reading this. I I did not investigate it, but I have no reason to disbelieve it, and I've heard it from other sources. It's legal to murder a North Korean refugee. The Chinese Academy of Social Sciences reported that by the year 2020, there will be 30 to 40 million more men than women in China. And because, you know, they're only allowed to have the one child and they choose quite often to have the male. And so there's not as many women growing up in China. It's created a real market. I hate to use the word, but it's, it's the truth. A market for women. of North Korean refugees, we already said, are women. Out of those 70%, 80% of the 70% of those women are sold in China. The sources are given here, and they're reputable sources. 80% of North Korean women are sold in China when they come over the border. Let's talk about South Korea. North Koreans now receive about $20,000 for defecting to South Korea and $320 a month for five years. There is a little bit of financial incentive for coming to South Korea. There are 27,000 refugees from North Korea in South Korea right now. Since you get the climate What's going on over there? As North Korea was in the throes of the worst famine in modern history, its government used precious farmland to grow poppy, the plant that's used to make narcotics like heroin. This is according to a report from a North Korean refugee to the U.S. Senate in 2003. The elite felt none of the effects of the famine. Not only did this small group of people eat well during the famine, they partied. They drank expensive wines and spirits. They imported chefs from around the world to cook extravagant meals. They invited pro wrestlers from the U.S. to entertain them, while cold, lifeless bodies piled on the sides of the roads and train stations. It's estimated that the Kim family regime, as we said earlier, has about $5 billion tucked away in secret accounts. As we said, they spent $644 million in luxury goods in 2013, mostly to keep the ruling elite happy. In the same year, the country's leaders requested $600 million in food aid. UNICEF and other aid organizations have reported that the world is tiring of North Korea's antics. Donations to food aid programs in North Korea are plummeting. But stomachs continue to growl in North Korea. Starvation has stunted the height and lifespan of these people. They suffer from diseases that could easily be cured in the developed world. Many children are mentally impaired due to starvation. This suffering has forced many to seek refuge in China where they are not welcomed. Seventy percent of North Korean refugees who make it to South Korea, as we said, are women. These women have been trafficked, battered, and raped at the hands of China's zero-tolerance policy toward North Korean refugees. The world is finding out more and more about North Korea as refugees pour out of the country through China, some making it to other countries such as South Korea and the United States. These people are living witnesses to the acute evil that is happening in our day. They are canaries in the mine warning the world of the evils of this regime. The information is out. The jury has spoken. Now it's up to us to act, to do something about it. Will you pray? Have you prayed already about what you can do about North Korea? There is something to do. And again, I'm not selling Crossing Borders, but Crossing Borders organization is indeed one thing that you could do. There are ways that they are getting in over there, blessing people that you could be a part of but there's other organizations too now speaking of crossing borders since I'm reading their material 100% of the women that they help have been trafficked they're not necessarily looking for that but but those are the ones who are coming to them one of the women that they serve has been trafficked twice 22% 22% of the refugees have been sold to Han Chinese men. 78% have been sold to Korean Chinese men. When asked how healthy they feel on a scale from 1 to 5, 1 being not healthy, 5 being very healthy, our refugees' ratings averaged 1.8 out of the 5. 90% of all refugees, that's all women, were sold Prior to 2005, 50% of the refugees polled said they came to China with help from a broker. The other had no broker. There's these men who uh, make a lot of money on getting people out of North Korea into supposedly safe places that aren't so safe. 90% of refugees polled said they have no contact with their family in North Korea any longer. 22% said that they feel that it's likely they would be captured by the Chinese police and sent back to North Korea this year. And if they go back to North Korea, they will go to jail and or die. 10% of the respondents say that they feel an immediate threat, immediate threat of repatriation or being sent back. The median year that North Koreans polled crossed over from North Korea to China is the year 2000. Let me tell you about a program that Crossing Borders has. It's called Restore Life. It aims to set those refugees on the path to holistic restoration. Though North Korean refugees have escaped oppression in North Korea, many of them continue to live under a cloud of fear and mistrust due to their legal status in China. Despite the threat, they long to improve their quality of life. And they, have a, they want to have a safe environment for their family. Staff members make regular visits to these shelters as they administer funds for food, clothing, medicine, coupled with counseling. So God's people are getting in. The compassion of Jesus is getting in. Crossing Borders shares the message of the gospel with Most refugees who pass through the Restore Life program, in no way do we require that they become Christian in order to receive our services. But of course, Christ is given to them. The word of God is given to them as an option, not forced. Starting in 2015, Crossing Borders plans to focus on the safety of the refugees that we care for. They're they're doing that now. Without the perception of safety, it's hard for anyone to improve the quality of his life. 22% of the refugees that we help told us that they feel it's likely that they're going to be captured and sent back next year. Almost all of our refugees feel some level of fear from living in China. Crossing Borders is researching ways in which we can best accomplish this. Maybe purchasing IDs for them, moving them to safer locations within China... ...or sending them along the Underground Railroad to South Korea. Yes, there is a new Underground Railroad in our modern day. This is not about slavery, although it is about slavery. But there it is. From You go from China into Southeast Asia. You take many hundreds and hundreds of miles just to get to South Korea... ...instead of walking across the border there at the DMZ, which you cannot do, of course. So they send them through much, much, much difficulty to get in through Southeast Asia. And they call that the Underground Railroad, very dangerous railroad. And I was just commenting there. Now I go back to reading the text here. In the past, we were reluctant to send our refugees through the Underground Railroad for a variety of reasons. First, the journey... Is is fraught with dangers. There are ample opportunities for these people to get apprehended by the Chinese police and sent back to North Korea. Also, people who escort North Koreans whose intent is just to make money, not to help them. We were also reluctant to send them through the Underground Railroad because of the condition of the refugee population in South Korea, which would be their main destination. Since North Koreans have been taking this route since 1998, North Koreans in South Korea have suffered depression, were unable to adjust to life in the modern country. Recent signs have been promising. North Koreans are now making more income than ever before. Uh, More North Korean businesses are sprouting in South Korea and the amount of remittances from this population for their family, that is money that they're sending back to the north that's on the rise. North Koreans have been adept at learning the South Korean accent. You know, that's kind of two different languages: North Korean language, South Korean language. Yeah, it's from the same origins, but it's it's very obvious if you're a North Korean. It's like living in the South in America. When you come to Chicago and you start talking like a Georgian, we know you. (laughs) We recognize you. Same in North and South Korea. Very clear accent from North Korea. And more than accent, there are lots of word changes and so on. Crossing borders now sees South Korea as a viable, healthy destination for our refugees in China. That is, if they can leave. The unfortunate fact about these refugees is that many of them do feel trapped in China. They have children in China who they don't want to part with. Some feel as if they're just too old to make a journey like that. It's for this reason that crossing borders exists today. It's no wonder that our refugees average that 1.8 when asked how healthy they feel. Many of the able-bodied North Koreans have left. There are few to help those who have remained. So that's what North uh, Crossing Borders is doing now. And there is a fund that you can help. I'm not going to give you every little detail about Crossing Borders, but I do hope you'll go check them out at crossingbordersnk.org. CrossingBordersNK. Of course, all one word in a email or a website address, crossingbordersnk.org. I hope you check them out. Do what you can. There are other organizations uh, I've talked about before. I will again, but uh, this is a good one. We'll talk some more facts next week at this time, but tomorrow we want to talk about people, some individual people whose names, of course, will have been changed, but real stories, real people coming out, trying to get their act together by uh, an escape route. This is not an easy subject to talk about, is it? kind of depressing, but it's real. And uh, take as much of it as you can. I could only take so much at one point in my life, I had to walk away from it. But take what you can. Don't walk away from it forever or altogether. There is something we're supposed to be doing. I don't know what it is for you. I don't know totally what it is for me. But I must obey the scripture that says to remember the prisoners. And all of North Korea is a prison. Remember them as though you were bound with them. Will you remember North Koreans today? They'll be crying out also from Psalm 61 to we end today from the end of the earth. I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed.